I think everybody knows the Turtle Creek Corral. My gosh, they've been around for over 40 years. What you may not know is they are the most recorded male chorus in the world. I think it's remarkable. The executive director, CEO, if you will, of the Turtle Creek Corral is Jeremy Wayne, and he joins us right now. It's good to have you with us. Thank you. It's an honor to be here. That is, that's a remarkable that's a remarkable title, the most recorded male chorus in the world. How many recordings are we talking about? I think there's like 37, 38 of them. Yeah, and primarily in the um, late 80s and 90s is when most of the CDs that they did uh, came out. We haven't done any in probably 10 years now, but uh, we need to get back on that. Well, there were a couple of movies too, weren't there? Yeah, we've done two documentaries. That's right. Um, After Goodbye, which is an AIDS story. And uh, Power of Harmony was a documentary we did in 2005. I would, you all have a, a pretty aggressive schedule of, you know, concerts, but you've got 250 singing members, I see. I, as executive director, considering the fact that these are all probably fairly high-strung artists, is this like herding cats? It can be at times, for sure. Yeah, 250 members uh, it's challenging to get them all in the same place or in the right place at the right time. Um, but they all love music. They all love what we do as an organization. So uh, when we come together, it's kind of like family getting together. So is that the common thread? Because the thing is, I mean, here you are the executive director, but you don't have the power of withholding wages. I mean, this is a not-for-profit organization. So you right. can't say, I'm going to fire you. Exactly. Yeah, these are all volunteers. So all 250 of them. And to kind of add to that challenge, the way our organization is structured as a nonprofit arts organization, like many arts organizations are, we have an executive or administrative side of things, and we have an artistic side of things. So the artistic director doesn't report to me. Um, so he can go off and do his own thing, and, and I'm still trying to you know, make the company uh, follow, follow suit, if you will. And that's got to be an enormous challenge. I was really I – was, I was shocked – to see the layoffs at the Dallas Theater Center the other day. I really yeah. thought coming out of COVID that, you know, I mean, there's revenge travel. Everybody wants to travel. It seems like everybody wants to go out to eat. The restaurants are full. Why are the arts organizations not feeling this? I think a lot of the um, the apathy towards that happened during COVID because everybody could sit at home and watch all these things live on their TV or uh, Netflix or whatever. And people got used to that and they wanted to kind of consume or conserve their time um, and not go out. So it's been a struggle for us to come back and get people back in the crowds and the audiences. Um, but we're doing our best, you know, to get that to happen. So, well, you all have always put on a show. I mean, it's not as though you just have a bunch of, you know, sticks standing up there singing. I mean, there's all sorts right. of wardrobe and lights and you know, a lot of over the top stuff. You'd think that would help. Yeah, we, we, we call it choral theater. Um, so it's not your typical high school choir concert uh, that you would you would think about. Uh, it's uh, it's more more closer to a theater production. Um, like you said, staging, lighting. Um, and we just try to make it an entertaining show, try to thread a bunch of songs together with a, maybe a, a message or, a, a, you know, a common thread. And that that really helps move move the concert along. So how about fundraising? Are you having any luck with it? We are. We, um, you know, right in uh, 2020, we tried a new um, new structure. We uh, came up with this idea to do what we call Rhapsody, our, our annual gala. And we wanted to invite a big name 
Um, we started with, kind of started at the top, I guess, with Adina Menzel. Um, and no speeches, no awards. We just wanted a night of entertainment and right. to raise some money for the organization. It was a huge success. Uh, of course, that happened in February 2020. March 2020, we shut down. Yeah. Uh, we barely made it in. Uh, we've had two more since then. In 22, we had uh, uh, Audra McDonald. And then uh, this past April 1st, um, Miss Patty Lapone joined us on the stage at the wow. Myerson. So wow. It's, it's a it's a good model for us. Uh we seem to be getting uh, new people in the in the uh in the crowds with us. And that's kind of what we want to do. We want to get out there in front of people that may not have heard about us before. You know, the, money. There, there are many roles that, that Turtle Creek Corral has, has played over the years as it played out, but also sort of representing the LGBTQ community. And I really, you know, I naively thought that in 2023, that just wouldn't be an issue anymore, but it's more of an issue now than it seems like it has been in the last 10 or 20 years. How does it affect you? Yeah, it's uh, it, it's kind of a um, double-edged sword, I guess, in some ways, because we we support ourselves, we support our organization, and we are primarily LGBT uh, gay men that come together. We have some trans uh, friends that come and sing with us as well. Um, but that, you know, that in and of itself, supporting those people and giving them what they need as a, um, a family and as a safe space, if you will, but we also have audiences that we have to entertain to. And, you know, coming along back when this organization was founded in 1980, they they knowingly didn't attach the word gay to our choir. So there are a lot of like New York City gay men's chorus or San Francisco gay men's chorus. They attached that word gay to that. And that has either helped or hurt them along the way. We didn't have that. Um, so our audiences um, didn't have that kind of stigma, I guess, if you will, Um to think about and to play into their deciding whether or not to come to our concerts. It was more about the music and more about the product that we presented on stage. But you played a really, I mean, the, 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 the chorus played a real positive role throughout AIDS. I mean, that yeah. was, that was a clear emergence and, and a real necessary void to fill. I thought. Yeah. Uh, particularly, you know, like I said, for our members, we had, we lost so many along the way, um, probably, you know, several hundred, um, through the years of the AIDS crisis. And um, we we talked about it, we sang about it, and that kind of helped spearhead the, the, the message or the voice that we have as an organization. We learned through that that we can talk about things that aren't so easy to talk about on stage through music, and that helps with the audience, and that inter, you know entertains and educates the audience um, at our concerts. So what's coming up? Do you all, do you all go dark during the summertime? We don't. We actually kind of changed our season. Our season runs January through December now. Um, so our next concert coming up uh, is in June. And we're doing a Vegas show. So we're hiring a big jazz band, kind of big band feel to it. And we're going to do a lot of concert, a lot of shows about um, like your Rat Pack, your Elvis, those kinds of things. So it's going to be very entertaining, very upbeat. And that'll what? be at the Moody Performance Hall in June. And we're, oh, at the Moody Performance Hall. Yes, we're back at the Moody. So it'll be a lot of staging, light scenery, and that sort of stuff as well. That'll be fun. And I, and also, in, in the past, there have been road trips, too. I mean, Carnegie yeah. Hall and other places. Anything? Got any plans for that? We actually are looking at a trip across the pond here in a couple of years. So we're starting to work on that, actually. You mentioned Carnegie Hall. We did that last July. I'm, 
uh, first time back on that stage in several years. Uh, but we uh, did a lot of work during COVID um, around uh, commissioning a new piece called Dreamland, Tulsa 1921, where we talked about the Tulsa Race Massacre. And we premiered that concert here in Dallas and then took it to Carnegie Hall with about 200 singers on stage, a packed house, six standing ovations. It was quite the experience. So take a rest from that for a little while. Well, look, we look forward to uh, to the June concert and uh, the Turtle Creek Chorale. Uh, Jeremy Wayne's the executive director of the Turtle Creek Chorale and, and does a good job with the herding of the cats. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for the time. For sure, more of our sure. conversation, go to krld.com slash CEO. I'm David Johnson. News Radio 1080 KRLD.